RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. So, Set, how are you going to approach the encampment? I'm going to have all my lights off, start up my static sense to uh, drive through the night in complete darkness. Okay, definitely. Go ahead and uh, roll for your static sense. I think that lasts okay. for an hour, right? Yeah, it's an hour. Nice. Are you also using it on Sia? She got night vision. You have, or you have vision. infravision, which is different. But it's still very cool. Oh, Especially yeah. if the rain's cold. Yeah, and she's going into the area where there's a lit fire so uh you'll definitely be better off yes okay dark sight essence the eight blows up plus five it's 13 yeah success with a raise which i think means you just ignore all illumination penalties right nice yep. as the thunder and lightning start rolling in i'm gonna drive the truck slowly towards the camp Relatively slowly, basically not like revving the engine super loud or gunning it or racing around, sending any, any up any dust clouds. We're just going to start approaching until I'm some yards away, 200 yards. Let's call it 200 yards. I'd be out of the range of most gunfire, I think. Most. That sounds likely. And then I would like to cast darkness, sand cloud, onto my spear. So it's centered on the spear itself specifically. And it follows the spear. So as long yeah. as you're carrying it, it'll stay right So cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. It's very cool. Yeah, definitely go ahead and roll for that. So I rolled a four. So that puts uh, illumination pa- penalties of, of, of four. Okay. Is that a medium burst template on you? Large burst template. Okay. So that would affect anybody who goes and tries to initiate melee combat and then anybody who's shooting at you. Yeah, and then once I, like basically the dust cloud storms up, I'm gonna continue forward in the car more, and then I'm gonna turn on all the lights on my light beam and my, basically I get up to the edge of the camp and I just turn on these lights and it's and it's just shining out at the, the encampment where these people are. So your plan is to drive right up to the edge, uh, shrouded by your sandstorm, to then turn on all of your lights to surprise them. Yeah. We get uh, a couple of shots of Set slowly winding his way through the ghost town with these overrun buildings, just broken down, debris cluttering the street, the husks of vehicles overturned here and there, greenery sprouting up from the concrete and pavement. And on the horizon, we can see this dull glow breaking against the dark sky and the dark clouds rolling in on the horizon, getting ready to clash. Set, as you are driving towards the bandit camp itself, can you please make me a notice roll at no penalties because you have your dark vision? Yeah. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Yeah, probably not. I got a four. So because you're going so slowly and you have your dark vision, as you get maybe within 50 yards of the camp, you can see that 
scattered around the perimeter, there are these small black boxes, electronic boxes with infrared sensors, mm -hmm. sort of cutting a swath around the perimeter. Mm -hmm. So before okay. you, before I spring, you know, you, you driving yeah. up and turning on all the lights, you do see that this is around the camp. Okay. Could I use my sand chafing to bury them? Yeah. So uh, I wanted to try and bury the boxes. Yes. Okay. Make me, make me either a, like how, how familiar would set would be with this type of technology? Maybe do you think that would be represented by like science or maybe a repair or a smarts at a penalty? I guess it would be a common knowledge, uh, would be my best. The, the only skill I think that really applies to it. Okay, then go ahead and make a common knowledge at minus Sweet. two. So this is at a uh, D4 minus two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't give him a lot of common knowledge. I was like, the survival stuff is kind of like what he knows. So I think that makes sense, too. If this is slightly more advanced technology, it might be something he's never seen directly. He's like, oh, yeah. So I got a three. But I'm going to spin that one Benny you gave me at the start of this session to maybe see if I understand what's going on here. Nice. Uh, and then my dice get stuck and I rolled two twos. So I do not understand. Okay. Yep. Then um, go ahead and roll your shape material. Okay. To activate. Six blows up to a nine total. So this is success with the raise, so I can move a D8 in uh, strength worth of sand. And basically, yeah, I'm just going to start, like, moving the sand over these boxes to bury them. So hopefully it would obscure its ability to sense heat through sand piled on top of it. And that lasts for five rounds, and it has a range of two smarts, which is 16 for me. Okay, then, yep, you can go ahead and uh, bury those black boxes. Mm -hmm. So based on how infrabeams work, this is going to be one of those science things where you can probably help me out a little bit. I went into this thinking the it would be a matter of the beam being broken, you know, through motion or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you feel like this would trigger that or based on how you oh, just definitely it I assume I think my character thought that they were like observational devi devices. So, uh, OK, set then, was like, oh, these are like those might be cameras. And so I covered them. Gotcha. And then, then yeah, that, that would yeah. definitely trigger this. Whatever is going to happen. Right. OK, that's where I was, too. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I wasn't misunderstanding something that you nope. have better nope. working knowledge of. So cool. OK, so uh, whenever as soon as you break the first beam, uh, there are actually floodlights that flick on facing outwards from the camp, bathing sort of a cone in your direction. Whatever quadrant you've just broken, there is now a very bright light shining yeah. in your direction, okay. followed shortly by alarm cries uh, coming from the bandit encampment itself. Okay. Yeah. You just hear a couple of shouts go up, motion movement. There aren't any gunshots or anything like that. Okay. What do you do? Because the I'm still covered in the shroud and a large blast template of this light of the of the sandstorm around me, I would still gun it for mm -hmm. that encampment as fast as I can. Basically, I'm not trying to be stealthy anymore because that's been given away. But I'm just gonna basically the same thing they saw earlier that was like rolling through town is now rolling into uh, their like rushing up to their camp. 
Deadly than the tornado that knocked two people out with yeah. rocks. <laughs> it's rock! Oh, it's the rock horror game! Love it. Okay. So yeah, um, as soon as you gun it into the encampment, uh, is your plan the same? You're gonna come to a stop and flick on your floodlights? If that would have any effect, what I want to try and do is obscure direct. Basically, it would make it so either they're shrouded or they're like blinded, basically. It's like this mix up of light and uh, then I would be acting in that confusing, overlapping light phenomenon. Gotcha, okay. So I think mechanically the way that the illumination penalties work is you just take the greatest penalty. So if they were, you know, blinded by floodlights, they might be at a minus two or a minus four, but if you're also covered in what is effectively pitch dark, yeah, you got a success, which makes it a minus four penalty to hit you. So it would probably be about the same, but it would be coming from two different effects. So if one of them sh got shut down, you would still have the other. So active. the light and darkness does say that if light and darkness overlap, uh, it creates a patch of dim light, which is only a minus two. So okay, the idea is like, like the sandstorm's going around, there's lights up, and then yeah, if I get forward to a point I want to get out, basically use my radio through the car speaker. I'm just going to assume I have a uh, like a megaphone or an announcement system, you know, like the cops have on their cars. Yeah, I think that's fine. Call them out, basically. Sure. But nice. also I want to like stand straight up, like out the top of the Jeep. And then I have this big black cloak over me with all the light and that and just start like trying to say something. So uh, I'll find them find that those words in the moment but uh that's my intent sure definitely it only takes you a couple of seconds to gun it into the camp mm -hmm. itself you guys have definitely taken them by surprise because you tripped their sensors you don't have the drop or anything yeah. like that but their first turn is going to be them scrambling to get into better defensive positions yeah. So as you barrel into the camp and, you know, skid to a stop there, there is no oncoming gunfire or anything like that. You do hear more shouts. Probably one person who says, oh, it's one of those tornadoes. But then I will say you have the chance to do one more thing before combat may erupt here, given your entrance. Okay. Yeah, Sia is uh, on the side of the cliff, and I'll do a better description in a minute. <laughs> but she's like, it's not the signal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to stand up, grab my spear, grab the radio, and stand straight up on top of the roll cage, uh, basically climb up through the top, stand on top of the roll cage of the Jeep with the mic in hand, and then I just pull the radio up and I would say, I'm only gonna ask this once. Leave here and never come back. Booming over the loudspeaker as this tornado's there, these lights shining on in, uh, from the truck. That sounds like an intimidate to me. So I am going to say, uh, make me an intimidate and take a plus two to the roll, given your dynamic dramatic entrance uh, and the fact that this tornado just took out two people earlier that same day. Yeah, okay. So that's a D4 and a D6. I rolled a three. I'm gonna spend one Benny. Alrighty. I got a five plus two, you said? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's a five. Plus yeah. two. Okay. So seven yep. overall. Okay, let's roll for these guys. That's a fail. 
That is a fail. Flip a six and do a two and eight. That's a success. And that's a ten. So your voice booms out over the loudspeaker. And instead of echoing off of the things around you, it just heads out over the empty chasm that is the enormous canyon that stretches beyond the bandit camp here. From your perch, you can see that there are four forms still in motion. Most of them are hunkered down over something and aiming at you. One of them has perched up slightly higher on a little rocky hill almost. It's only like 10 feet up off of the ground, but they're leaning over a rock aiming a firearm at you. Two of them are down on the ground, perched behind things around their campsite. You know, there's a couple of crates here. I think they have at least one vehicle that's closer to the campfire itself. And then there is one very large hulking form that is ducked behind a third crate, and you can see the pole of something they're holding sticking up, but they have their back against the crate. The two forms holding firearms that are not up on the hill, exchange a glance with one another, and you hear one say, actually, roll me a notice to see if you can hear this. <laughs> Both of those dice blew up. So I'm going to roll a 10 total. So you can see the two crouch down aiming at you, and one of them says in a hushed tone, I don't want to get hit by rock. <laughs> and the one says, I don't want to get hit by rock either. Let's get out of here. And then they just stand up and bolt and run away. <laughs> Chumps! A louder voice yells from atop the rock. You idiots, get back here! But of course they are in the wind. And I think that's going to be initiative. Oh boy. Woo! Here we go. <laughs> that worked, worked pretty well, especially given uh, your earlier treatment. So I feel like as Set was driving over, we get shots catching up now with Sia getting into position, jamming her extra legs into the cliffside as she stealthily gets over, her cape flapping in the breeze a little bit. And we just see like the barest hint of her blue eyes opening behind her cloak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Her extra set just glowing just a little bit, trying to peer around. And then she sees two guys cheese it. Nice. Can she see them from the position by the cliff? Yeah, so go ahead. You make me a notice as well. Uh, your penalties, because they are near the fire and one of the floodlights has come on now, it would be at a minus two, but given mm -hmm. that you have infravision, that's halved to a minus one. Okay. So infravision lets you have any darkness penalties. Four. Four, okay. So yeah, you see the two uh, scrawnier goons scamper off into the night, uh, probably heading north. I don't have a map of this, so my <laughs> directions are probably meaningless. Uh, but they head to your right, sets left, out of the campsite, probably running along the edge of the chasm leading down into the canyon. Okay. Uh, you can see the person perched up on the little hill with rocks, using them as shelter, although there isn't really as much cover from your angle. Is that the bulky boy? No, the bulky boy is on the ground closer to the campfire, but you can very clearly see him. They're larger than the average person, well over six feet, just huge, muscly, and you can see they have a large two-handed sledgehammer that has an enormous metal spike on the end of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but their attention is completely focused on set right now. All right, so here we go. I'm going to draw for set first. Set gets a jack of diamonds. Sia, king of clubs. 
uh, person on the rock, seven of clubs, person down below, three of diamonds. Oh, I forgot to get two and four of clubs. All right, uh, so turn order is going to be Sia, set, person on the rocks, and then big boy down by the campfire. Okay, so there's no one else by the campfire right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is everybody cool with their cards, or did you want a Benny to redraw? I'm cool. Sia, you are first in the initiative order. Okay, so there's nobody else by this fire. Uh, there's the one Just big the boy. big guy. Correct. Okay. Seems smart just to throw this Molotov right at that guy. It's up to you. The flashbang Molotov? Yep, seems smart. She's going to throw her one flashbang Molotov. Okay, sounds good. Uh, that is a throwing, or if you use your sling. It's probably too big for a sling if you if it's a stun grenade taped to How a Molotov. How big is a stun grenade? Uh, usually, like, that big. Hmm. Cylindrical. It's bigger than a small rock. Would it be athletics? It would be athletics. Okay. So I think from where you are, it's probably... I'll say just an athletics. I won't put any kind of range here. Okay. Because you can climb up and over and throw it before you do anything. That's fine. I think what she wants to do right now is still be on the lip of the canyon so she can duck back down as soon as she throws it to see how the guy reacts and then maybe engage on her next turn. Okay, sure. Engage. So it says um, the the range of a stun grenade is minimum five, so it's actually longer than a normal throwing item for whatever that's worth. But yeah, you could do that with, with no range penalties. Cool. Okay, D6 Athletics. Here yep. we go. I'm going to Benny that. <laughs> oh, no. You don't say. Yeah, I do say. Oof, woof. Okay. What if I Benny it again? Go for it. Basically, if you, if you fail this roll, it just means that it goes in a slightly different direction, and we'll roll to see what direction it goes in. I wanted to make direct contact. It's a five, though. Okay, so yeah, you can land that right on him. It's a large burst template. Uh, set is not going to be caught on this. You could, yes. you could throw it in such a way that you won't hit him with it. That's fine. Yeah, we see... Like, I don't think it started to rain yet, has it? Uh, it can, as soon as you guys think it's dramatically appropriate. Because I, th I was thinking if it has already started to rain, she's like under her cloak with the Molotov and she rakes her her like new claw gauntlets on the canyon wall to make sparks to light the cloth. Damn, that's cool. And we just see her peek back over and literally just... Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a Benny for using the claw gauntlet to make sparks because we just talked about that and that's cool. Uh, I feel like the start of the rain would have been right as Set makes his announcement mm, to be like, get it's out. It's very cool. Followed by a peal of thunder. And then <sighs> that's when the combat starts. And, and you know I'm going to put that thunder in there too. Definitely. Um. Oh, oh, I had something. Ah. Oh, but she's... Cool <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So she's doing it under her cloak where the fire-resistant trailblazer feathers are. Just as a... Uh, so it's red inside. Nice. And she hucks it. Okay, uh, so we said that it was going to be treated as a minor explosive that deals 2d4 damage. Mm -hmm. And then um, the effects of the stun grenade will also go off. So go ahead and roll me 2d4 damage. Okay. And because... Uh, 
That's four. That's okay. Uh, I think that will give him lingering damage for at least one turn, depending yes. on what happens. So yeah, four, unfortunately, is not going to do anything. How about that stun? Oh. How about that stun? Let's see. He did not get a raise, so he just needs to make a vigor roll. Let's see if he makes it. He got a five, so he does make his vigor roll. So uh, you guys see, well, I guess at least Sia sees. Sia, you launch this grenade right next to his feet. It lands perfectly. The flames burst outwards over the dirt and sand, start to cover his feet and legs, and you see them start to lick up. The stun grenade goes off a moment later, and there's a small concussive burst and a flash of light, and you look up to see him with a hand over his eyes, and he makes just a... But then removes his hand, and he starts to look around desperately to see where it came from. Well, I hope you can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, you said you went back yeah, down, so... Yeah, as my movement. You know what? You probably should have had... The drop? No, you wouldn't have had the drop because that's if they are completely yeah. unaware. But you might he might have Surprise. been vulnerable to that, but it wouldn't have made a difference in this case. That's so. okay. It's okay. Okay, so that is C's turn set. You are up next. So you said when I came out, the rain started falling. Just a few drops at first, but it's starting to pick up now. That would make this obscurement effect even more surreal. Normally, the as the rain starts falling, it would wash the sand out of the air, like a dust cloud or a, a, a dust devil or something, whatever, uh, that was mm. blowing. And then, I mean, it's up to you to say, does this start diminishing my power because these particulates are getting dampened and pushed to the ground? Or does it happen in spite of that and creating a, a surreal in, uh, situation for the people observing? Yeah, it definitely makes the surreal situation because you are actively controlling the sand particulates. Uh, you are preventing them from being washed away uh, by the raindrops. So, uh, yes, for anyone on looking who would have expected, you know, a dust devil uh, to be tamped away by the rain bearing down on it, it remains as strong as ever. But maybe we do see the particles begin to darken as well. So now it's just sort of this slinging cloud of uh, damp sand. It looks like C is engaging the guy with a hammer. He's like, threw a bomb at him. Seth's going to assume that. Uh, and then he sees the other threat, which is the range threat. What is the distance from me to the range threat? Uh, you could get there within the span of... I, I think it's probably the equivalent of eight pace away from you. And it's up by one, so maybe nine total. So you could get there with a move. If you ran, you could get there if you rolled a three or higher. Okay. For melee specifically, or ranged, you could probably reach, but they have some cover from ducking behind the rocks. Could I use my shape material to throw me that distance? Ooh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, basically do that like the Iceman bridge, but with sand like I did last time. But I would be I think that's pretty rolling cool. to activate my power to do it. Default is a D6 strength, 8 with a raise. Then the modifier for strong would be D10 with a raise. And then great strength would be the D10 with the D12. And you still have it activated from before, right? From when you were rolling in after you buried everything? Five rounds. And uh, so that's before we went into combat. So however the time uh, dilation happens, if it's been in within uh, less than a minute, you know? Yeah, then I, I would think that, uh, it that it's still going. Or if you wanted to pay a point to renew it or something like that, you can. Or if you were going to try to upcast it to make it stronger, you could recast it. Uh, I mean... I'd be cool with just throwing myself up there without spending anything. That seems the most advantageous without having to roll or anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's conceptually very Yeah, so yeah. So then just like the plume like of sand from the dust cloud just like just bellows out in the direction towards that guy. Just like you have the, the spiraling center, almost an arm just reaches out that direction and just launches me towards him. Awesome. So yeah, we as the audience can see set within this whirling dervish of wet sand, uh, brandishing his spear and leaping through the air, you know, tossed by the column of sand thrust upward from the ground. But to the person ducked behind the rocks, they just see this catapulting whirlwind of death. (laughs) But yeah, so are you trying to land right next to them? Yeah, I'd like to land next to them. Okay, yeah, so you you land up on there. The ground around you, it's probably no more than 10 feet across so it's enough for both of you to stand but not much else as you leap through the air they push away from the rock itself to take a fighting stance on the opposite side of this little raised platform Uh, you can see that they are a nakir with a taupe skin tone and wild orange eyes Mm -hmm. the right half of their face appears to be burned and partially melted the seam of their Nakir mouth fused together. Their lips part enough on the left side for them to be able to speak through their mouth, but their eyes narrow as you land. Could you make me a notice roll as you land? I got a five. You watch their bright orange eyes dilate and contract quickly. You're reasonably certain that they are mechanical replacements. Mm -hmm. They are also holding a large handgun in a ready stance as you land. What would you like to do? Was that my uh, action to launch myself up there with my power? That would probably be one part of your action, but if you want if you were intending on doing something then I'll say that we, you can still make okay. the action. Okay. Uh yeah, cuz I didn't have to roll for that, that, but that would okay. Actually, I'm just going to put two hands on my spear and then hold in uh a, basically I'm going to be engaging him with my spear and that would give me a plus 1 to my parry. Yeah, actually, I'll go ahead and make an attack uh, fighting roll to try and spear him. Go for it. I got a five. My five is not quite good enough. Missed it by one. I'll I'll freely tell you that you missed it by one. Oh, dang. What does the spear attack look like? I fly through the air like spear held in the one hand, the other hand free and open. And then I land on the ground and I pop up, put the hand in there and I just do a straight thrust with the little bit of reach I have and then pull back real quick as he like dodges out of the way and I grit my teeth and that's my turn. Very cool. Okay, next up is the guy on the ground. He is going to try to make a notice roll to see if he can determine where this attack came from. Sia, could you make me a free stealth roll? Yeah. And you can add plus one from your cloak here because you were in motion. That's 10. Blow up a six uh, into a four ten, no. which means uh, mm, well he does he is Vel, which I'll say. So I think that means he probably does at least have a little bit of the darkness penalty because you're hanging on the cliff, so he does not see where you're coming from. Ooh. But he does see this whirlwind go up to attack his boss. And uh, the very large man, as he turns and is wildly looking around, you can see he's a huge vel with a green mohawk and matching eyes and just a very shredded physique. He is going to also try to make his way up to where Set just went, 
I think he's probably the same distance, so he's going to have to try to run to reach you. And he, he gets a two, so he does not quite reach you. You see him lumber forward on, you know, these tree trunk legs, just stomping past the campfire, waving his sledgehammer with one arm, just going, Ugh! and he has to manually start climbing up the expanse of rocks. And he's only about five feet away from you, but that is his turn. And then it is the, uh, the person you jumped on right in front of you. As you lashed out with your spear, I think they are able to just sort of lean back just a little bit and you see their eyes tracking the blade of the spear as it shoots out from the... Well, it doesn't shoot out of the tornado because it's covering everything now, so they're sort of like in the cloud with you at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. The sand clouds cast on the spear itself. Nice. Okay. So you guys are in melee range. Uh, they are wielding a pistol, mm -hmm. so it, they can use it in melee, but it is uh, it goes against your parry as a target. Yeah. So they just barely lean out of the way of your attack. You watch their molten orange eyes attempt to track your form. She, it, it is a she, you can now tell, yeah. twirls the gun in one hand and starts to track your form uh, and is going to try to double tap. And what is your current parry? It's six. Six, okay. So they their eyes basically give them infravision, which means they can have the darkness penalties. So they are still shooting at a minus two. Minus three. Minus three? What was the other one? Oh, because you're at a full six, that's right. Minus three. Ooh, two and a one, that's bad. I'm going to spend a Benny. Ooh, blow up a six. Into a six. Uh. Into a four. Uh, that is 16 with penalties. That's still going to hit. And they are double tapping. So let's see here. Well, this was a good campaign. I really enjoyed it. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> you forget how tough my character is. Maybe it'll matter. Let's see. Oh, God, that's bad damage. It was a two and a one. I'm going to re-roll that. Oh, I forgot to roll the extra. Five, a five, and a five is 15. Yep. With double tap, they get to add plus one to their damage, and uh -huh. they get plus one from their guns. They're at 17 damage. Oh, God. Uh -huh. It has one armor piercing. So I have armor six. Uh, because I have my natural armor and then I have my uh, body armor. Okay, so your toughness with all of your armor, is it, what is it, 11? Is that it's right? It's 11, yeah. So, okay, so uh, this will be against 10 then. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, a hit with one raise, so you would take one wound from this. Okay. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, that would be two, because they yeah. rolled a 17. So I'd like to try and soak. So you, yes, definitely. Wait, no, I'm sorry, that would be... Because if they, if they meet your toughness, you're shaken. If they get a raise, it's a wound. So you will take one wound if you don't soak it. I'll take the one wound. You're going to take it? Yeah, I'll take the one wound. All right. Just as you're moving within this whirling cloud of debris, you can perfectly see their form. Uh, their eyes are flicking back and forth, and you can tell they're still having some trouble tracking you. But somewhere, there's a confluence of your body and the pistol as the shot aligns and they pull the trigger and you feel this bullet smash through the carapace of your scales and dig into your flesh before blasting out the other side. Oof. And their their melted mouth curls up in a, a grimace and just says, ah, if it bleeds, it can die. And that will be her turn. And that is the end of the round. Next round. Next set. Round. Five of spades. See ya. Ace of Hearts, uh, Big Thug Goon, Four of Hearts, Pistol Wielder, Four of Spades, and Queen of Diamonds. They will take the Queen of Diamonds. 
because they have the quick edge. So if they draw under a five, they can redraw, which means Sia, you are going first. You can see, uh, sorry, <laughs> bad. Uh, so you can see there are a lot of moving people. Uh, everyone is within the cloud of debris up there now. You can see the motion, but you are still at a penalty because you don't have perfect dark vision. Right. So your infravision halves it from six to three. Hmm. Unless I'm forgetting something. No, that it's, sounds. You don't right. have low light vision, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So you are you are at a three penalty for vision related stuff right now. Uh-huh. And you heard this very loud gunshot as well, and you can hear everything they're saying, and the rain is starting to pick up. All right, what she's going to do, can she make it over there in one action? Or would she have to run? Uh, You you would definitely need to run. Although you are Yara, so you can do that as your free thing. I would like to run. From where you are, because you're a little bit further than them, I'm going to say you need a four. If you get a four, you'll be able to reach the big thug guy. Set and this pistol wielder are a little bit further. So you can reach the thug with a four. You could reach set with a five. Or you could reach, uh, oh wait, no, Seth's still 10 away, so. I got a five. Okay. And then where would you like to put yourself? As close to the person with the gun, because she knows that was not her friend. Okay, sure. So you cannot close with her because she's the furthest away. Okay. You could reach the big guy, or you could put yourself between the big guy and Set, and then be, like, right next to Set, basically. Between the big guy and Set. Okay, yeah, so it's him, you get right in front of him, and then Set, and then her. So you guys are, like, in a line right now. Yes. And he's climbing up, so you will be able to back up Set right behind him. Okay, that's great. And then she's going to try and use her sling at the gunshot noise where she heard it emanate from. Okay. That's my... uh, So this is going to be your athletics to use it. Uh, It is at a minus three... And because they are closed in melee with set, if you crit fail on this, it could hit set. Since when have I ever crit failed? You're also yeah, right never behind happens. him. So. Yeah. It never happens. <gasps> that was an 11, and then minus 3 is 9, is 8? Eight. 8, is yes. eight. Wow, uh, which math. Is 8 is a hit with a raise. Oh, uh, yes! So uh, go, go ahead and roll your sling damage. Was that strength plus a d4? Let me find that sound it. Right? Uh, strength plus a d4. d4. Plus strength, yep. Nice. My strength is a d8. And you get a plus your d6 wild die. <laughs> I want it to be better than that. Okay. So what if I Benny it? You could. It What's seems like you? a shame because I only got an eight out of all these dice. Mm-hmm. That is a 10. A 10 damage. Let's see here. Their toughness is... Six. Or no, that was there's, the, there's the a, parry. Th- their toughness is also six. They're both Ha-ha, six. Double. <laughs> I guessed it. <laughs> you did it. Uh, you do not have any armor piercing on that. I take it because it's just a rock. It would say... Very it doubtfully, doubtfully do I have. <laughs> okay, so that will be enough to deal a wound. Yes. Um, I'm going to have them eat the wound. That's fine. So they're shaken? Uh, yep. So they're shaken with a wound. So okay. we see the the fluttering outline of Sia as she sprints with her back legs propelling her forward even faster to be behind Set because she is not going to leave him alone and they're guns and she's very concerned about everything and she knows that she wasn't like 
gung-ho about hurting people, but if they're going to hurt her friend, she's going to hurt them first. Sure. And we see her materialize very briefly as she has to open it to use her sling. And she lets the rock fly and hunkers back in on herself and disappears again. Gotcha. So maybe we see uh, the stone whip through the sand and it uh, smashes into their shoulder blade and there's a nasty wet crunch and they let out a cry just and stagger back a step before flicking their head back up and narrowing those same orange eyes at the indistinct form behind set. (laughs) And that is your turn. Yes. Uh, Okay, next up is the Pistolier. Just two of you. They're shaking. This isn't your village anymore. <laughs> I do need to unshake you. Let's see here. They are wounded. Uh, they fail. I will spend one of my GM bennies so that they can act this turn. Thank you for the reminder. They hunker down a little bit with their slightly wounded shoulder. I think it was their left shoulder. They're shooting with their right hand and they reposition themselves as you guys dance around one another, they're going to aim, because they can't see Sia, I think they're just still aiming at set. They do have the marksman edge, which if they don't move, and they're only firing a rate of one, they can ignore two points of penalties from called shots, cover range, scale, or speed, which does not include illumination. (laughs) Hmm. I guess that actually doesn't help them here. Well, well, well. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's have him try it again. Shooting. Uh, that's a five, but with the penalties, that is not going to hit. So they're double tapping. That gives them a plus one. They have trademark weapon, which gives them a plus one. And the marksman does not help them because it doesn't work against illumination. So they actually got a seven, but they're still at a minus three, now minus four from the wounds. So that is not going to hit. That would be a three. So the shot goes wide. You hear that same hammer fall and the explosion of the bullet flying outward set. You can hear it just whiz right past your ear. And Sia, I think you hear the same whizzing go through the cloud right behind you as well. Could we, oh shit. Could she see the bullet hot from like the gun barrel with her infrasight whizzing through the cloud? Damn, that's a cool visual. Both of the bullets. We track in and we see Set's enhanced vision with his static sense as just all the particulates. I'm imagining like in, uh, geez, maybe it's the Matrix Revolution when he's like using the Matrix to see and he can just watch like the individual atoms of things work. Like we just see this perfect scape of the gun being brought up and firing and just dispersing the the particles as it flies through. And then he dodges a million different ways at once. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Set doesn't do that. He just happens not to be in the way of these two shots. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That is the rest of her turn. Uh, It is now your turn, Set. I need a roll to unshake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I rolled a seven, so that's... I'm not shaking anymore. That is a success. You may act. I would like to cast Havoc in a cone at oh, man. them in front of me and just blast them back. Uh, and I'd la- like to cast it strong. So it's a the strength roll is made out of minus two to resist this. But I need to make my casting roll first. So let me ask you this. Are you trying to blow them over the edge of the ravine and into the chasm or just off of the little raised 
spot that you guys are on now. Oh my god, blow them off the cliff, that's so cool. <laughs> that, that will just depend on how far they would need to go, so, really. Like, any success is going to blow them off of the, the spot you guys are on now. Uh, those who fall are hurled 2d6 inches directly away from the comb, uh, the caster using the comb template, or directly away from the center of the blast template. And this is a cone template, so it would be 2d6, and I would be blasting them out, and over the edge is fine by me at this point. Okay, I think for them to actually get over the edge, based on how I've described the scene, Sia had to roll a four to get up to him, so... I think if you get a 10 or more, she's over the edge. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and roll at a minus one because I am wounded and see where I get. Oh, three and a two on the dice. I'm going to spend a Benny. Do it. Three and a one. I'm going to spend my last oh, no. Benny. Whew. Whew. I got a four and a four. Uh, at a minus one is nothing. Is that? Oh no! Oh, no. Jeez. Okay. I really like what you're going yeah. for, though. Oh, actually, I'm gonna play my adventure card. Ooh, yeah. What is it? Extra effort. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I have a four and a four, and then I'm gonna roll a d6, which is a one. So a four and a four, which is okay. So I roll a five, but at a minus one is a four. And that's a success. Yep. Uh, and you said you were casting it strong, so the strength rolls are made at minus two, and they're automatically distracted when they're hit by it. So that's at a further minus two. So minus four from that, and they have one wound, so they're at a minus five to try to not get blown away. I think they have a D4 strength. Yep. All right. Well, it could blow up a bajillion times. We'll see. Uh, blew up a four, and oh my god, into a four, into a one. So nine minus, what was it, five is a four? I think, yeah, I think she makes okay. it. Okay. I think that's just enough. So yeah, Damn. I just blast more sand at her, and like this, basically I'm holding my spear, but the sand just emanates out from the, the thing and just starts blasting into her as it tries to push her back, and it she holds strong. I feel like we, you, you see her, you're just shoving this concussive wave of sand into her and she stumbles back a step or two, but then pulls a small dagger out from a side sheath and stabs it into the ground and is able to anchor herself just enough to not get pushed over the edge, gritting her teeth, narrowing eyes, just... <clears throat> is that the end of the turn? Yeah, that that's my action. And uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I If I move away, then she'll be shooting against four instead of uh my parry which uh, i don't want true she'd still have the vision penalties but that is true yeah so yeah i'm gonna leave it although i don't think she'd get a free i don't think she gets a free attack with a ranged weapon if she does though uh could include shooting if the attacker is armed with a pistol so yeah if you if you tried to move she would get a free attack yeah so i'm i'm just uh yeah i'm gonna continue to press the situation and then it's the big goon guy. Uh, Sia, you have directly jumped into his path yep. and put yourself uh, between him and his boss and the person threatening his boss. But can he see me? Uh, he's definitely at some penalties here. Man, minus six is pretty punishing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's just gonna try to smash you with his giant sledgehammer. He doesn't really have anything else that he can do. All right, here he goes. Let's see, fighting. He's gonna wild attack. Okay. That's really all he's got here. Oh, blue up a six into a five. That's an 11 plus two because he's wild attacking is a 13 minus six is seven. What is your parry? Six. Okay, so he hits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's got a d10 strength because he's a, a big boy. Here we go. He rolled two sevens, which is a 14 plus two for wild attacking is 16. So you're going to take 16 damage from this hit. Okay. That seems like a lot, considering my toughness is seven. Okay, so that's going to be uh, a hit with two raises, so you will take two wounds here. Golly, I'd love to soak. You can certainly <laughs> give it a shot. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have uh, any armor included in that? Two. Okay, he has two armor piercing from the giant Fuck! spike. So 16 against your five. five. Still, it's not enough. It's still two. Doesn't change it. It was one away from being different. Vigor. Uh, I don't soak either of them. Okay, so you're going to take two wounds here. Uh, yeah. Can I actually use my adventure card? You can. It's called Perfect Timing. Pay it. Oh, no, I can't. I have to pay a penny for it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's going to die. <laughs> no, it'll be fine, probably. It'll be fine. I'll just, yeah, just wait till I bring in my next character in next session. She'll have fresh bennies. Shmia. Yeah. Okay. And that is his turn. So, yeah, you interpose yourself between him and sets back this whirling tornado of sand and debris still covering the entire field. You just hear him yell in frustration and start to swing his own whirlwind with this huge metal hammer, and it just digs into you. Where does it hit you? Uh, I think it cracks into both of her back legs. And Ooh. just because they're like the most back of her and she would be facing the other way. Ooh, that makes sense. So in just a sweep, just like opening a crab with those those clackers, what he calls, but you know, when you eat crab, sure. those things, yeah. it sounds like that. Nice. It's not good. Okay. It's the end of the round. Set. Nine of clubs. Sia. Jack of clubs. Big goon. King of hearts. <laughs> Boss, eight of spades. Ah, you guys are both out of bennies right now, aren't you? Yep. Oh boy. Okay. All right. The big goon, he's just made contact. I think, hmm. Do what you must. I think he's just going to swing at you again. It makes Sorry. sense. It just, he, he hit once, not expecting to, so I think he's going to try it again. He is still wild attacking. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he got a one, blew up an eight into a one, which is a nine. Plus two is 11, but he has a minus six, which makes it a five. Harry's so, a six. So he does not hit you this time. <laughs> oh my God. Thankfully. Ooh. See, at this time, maybe it's the, the force of the first blow throws you forward enough. So when he swings back in the same spot, he just barely grazes you, but you can feel the the, the force of the, the pulled wind from the strength of his blow. And this time he does let out a, a grunt of frustration. And then it is Sia's turn. Uh, this guy is her new priority. Makes sense. Turns out, okay, I would like to touch attack this guy to paralyze him. Okay, cool. He was also wild attacking, so you get a further plus two. So I'm at a, a net plus two right now with You're, my wounds. 
Yes. Okay. Fighting. D8 plus one normally, so D8 plus three. Thank you. Nine. Nine is a success with a raise. His parry would normally be six, but because he's wielding this giant unwieldy weapon, it is actually lowered by one to a five. Cool. So yeah, I'd like to try and paralyze him, and he's got to make, I believe, a vigor roll to fight off the effects. Any penalties? Just a straight up vigor roll? I think it's just straight up. A seven. Oh my gosh. Um, What? I just realized I'd been rolling uh, him as a wild card. He's not a wild card. Oh shit. So let me, well, he blew up the eight the last time. So that would have been that. What did he blow up the first time? All right, well, I'll let it stand for now. Cause I, I think he blew up his, his fighting die, not his wild die. Okay, so just if the victim fails the roll, he's incapacitated on his following turns. The paralyzed victim makes a vigor or smarts or spirit. But I think this is vigor because it's okay. physical to yeah, revive. He, he got a seven, so he succeeds against it, unfortunately. Uh, well, shit, I didn't say I was multi-actioning, so that was my whole thing. Except I could maybe run away. You could try, a but further if further to lure him, I guess. If you move, he will get a free attack because you're leaving melee. Oh, God, that's bad. Mm-hmm. It could be. Yeah, well, uh, Sia turns around, and with the force of her her circular turn, it just whacks the end, the tip of her scorpion tail into him, and she feels the poison activate, and he does not go down, and her eyes just get really big. And you hear him go, <clears throat> All right, uh, Set, you are up next. Okay. So this, uh... Your combatant is still sort of kneeling on the ground with knife in the dirt looking up at you. I'm going to use my other event. Oh, no, I, I can't use that card. So I am. I would like to use my conviction to try and take this person down. Awesome. So I get a D, an extra D6 to all the rolls I'm making this round to add to. Is that how it works? Correct. Yep. When you activate it, you get a D6 to literally everything you do. And okay. if you have bennies, you can pay them to keep it active. Okay. Um, and I don't have any bennies, but I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to try to get them with the uh, Havoc once more. So I'm going to spend another three power points to use this cone attack against them again with an extra d6 on the roll. If you wanted to, you can also use it as a blast template, but exclude Sia from being affected, and it would hit both of them. Cool. Then, yeah, I'll go ahead. And, I didn't know if I could exclude. Yeah, there, I forgot about that modifier. So to exclude, that's an extra uh, one power point. So I'm casting this strong. So that's one point. So it's four power points of mine to try and do this. Cool. One of the dice blows up a 10 to activate this power. That's a success of the raise. So a raise makes it, I think that makes it even harder for them. And I did it strong, so it's at a minus four. And that's not including the distracted, so that makes it a minus six. Uh, So the Pistolier with her D4 strength, let's see if she can pull out another miracle. Hmm. Uh, It's a three and a one, that's a fail. And then he has a D8 strength, he got a seven but at a minus six, that is not going to be enough. So they are both going to fail. Would you like to roll me 2d6 
Uh, with my conviction, could that be 3d6? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, man. absolutely. <laughs> I think that's cool. Representative of everything happening. So the guy is not going to be thrown off just based on the angle that he's coming at you from, but he can definitely be thrown back far. Okay, so that comes out to seven total. So not over the edge of the cliff. But they definitely both get blasted back. And I think it's safe to say that uh, she's going to strike a hard object in the trajectory okay. that she's going. There's plenty of rocks right here that you could easily aim them at. Are there any, like, spare spears that they were sharpening and then ran away and left in an upward direction? Yeah, you know, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> spend a Benny, and there could be a rack of spears just aimed directly at where I she's going. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You said with jolly glee in your eyes. All right, uh, but you can roll your 2d4 plus 1d6 damage. Did that guy ever take that lingering damage from that fire? He didn't. Ooh. Oh, let, let me roll that now. That's a one and a one. So that's <laughs> literally but rolled snake eyes on Damn. 2d4. That's a bummer. Sorry. It seems on brand, though. Okay. So he, he's got hot legs as he scampers up, but maybe it's the maybe the sand cloud is what puts it out as mm -hmm. he enters. So uh, she gets blasted back. He gets blasted back. Go ahead and roll your 2d4 plus uh, 1d6 from your conviction damage. That's six. For uh, both of them? Uh, six for one, uh, I guess her. Yeah. And then for him, oh, that, that conviction blows up. Nice. Uh, so six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten for him. Ten for him. Okay, so a good he's... split between what I would imagine their, their armor classes to be, or toughness to be. Alright, so he is shaken, and her toughness is a six with two armor, uh, but you said you got a six, so they're both shaken now. Okay. Yeah, so um, what does this look like? As he's bleeding, and he's holding his spear, and you know he did that directional like push earlier, and then clenches his eyes, and grits his teeth, and just, it kind of goes that kaboom, where a ripple through the sand blasts out every direction and when it hits Sia it just kind of like rolls around her and then bashes into that guy and bashes into the, the gal with the, the pistol as they fly off the edge and smash into the ground landing sprawled out awesome and I also just remembered he was vulnerable because he had been wild attacking so he actually takes a further plus two damage what did you roll on his? Uh, he had a ten okay so you rolled a ten so it'd be twelve total his toughness uh, with armor was an eight so that is actually going to be enough to knock him out. Yeah, it says it's non-lethal. Yeah, if, if it's non-lethal, then, then he is going to be knocked unconscious. So he takes one wound and is knocked out entirely. So he, go, he goes flying back with a... You hear his uh, sledgehammer drop down heavy into the sand. Maybe a crunch of bone as he rolls into the dirt and uh, lies motionless. And she is tossed back and lands with a... And is shaken. And uh, I think that's the end of Set's turn, right? That's the end of my turn, yeah. Cool. All right, uh, it is the Pistolier's turn. They're going to roll to unshake. Uh, they get a five minus one is four, so that is enough. <sighs> okay, man, what are they going to do? You just took out their goons. They're a little wounded. They know they've wounded you. They're still within short range. They've got a minus three. I think they're going to take a pot shot at you, and then they're going to try to start running. So you see them shove themselves to their feet, maybe brush off with one hand hold their gun up, and they're going to go for one last double tap before they try to cheese it. Hmm. And 
that's a five plus one from double tap plus one from trademark weapon it's a seven minus three still because they have the illumination and they're no longer distracted wait no they're distracted until the end of their next turn from the havoc so that uh, that would interfere so yeah the shot goes wide again tears through the vortex and they bare their teeth just i'll deal with you later and then they turn and start running away into the darkness uh i'd like to shoot them with a bolt All right. uh let's see here so that's the end of that round he's knocked out yeah i, I think uh if you'd like to uh, uh, let's see here let's let's keep going with the initiative yeah set is at a six of clubs sia is a six of diamonds and they are a seven of hearts uh well let me ask you here. Is it interesting to you guys if we turn this into a chase and you try to chase them down, or would you rather just resolve it with something a little bit more abstract? I'm okay with abstract, just purely because this lady's so hurt. She's at one wound right now. Oh, I thought I think she was just... So she's, she's slightly wounded. Hmm. I'm okay with it going into a chase. Okay, well, let's, let's give it a shot here. So I'll say, uh, based on the distance, there'll be one chase card ahead of you for now, and then it's their turn, so... I think they're just going to use their turn to try to run away. Uh, and they get one success. So there are two chase cards ahead of you guys right now. Uh, and then, Set, it is your turn. Yeah, I'd like to use, use athletics, right, to maneuver? Yep. You can uh, okay. athletics to change position for free. Yeah. So I'm going to try and run forward and then start uh, shooting. Well, my range is 16 uh, inches on my bolt for, you know, on, on the, a game mat. Uh, so would I be in range to just start shooting? Yeah, you're you're still within range to do that. That's fine. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and make the essence roll to uh, shoot and then try and run to catch up. Nice. So I get a six. Uh, minus one is a five. So that's a success. Uh, yes, sir. And that's 2d6. Sounds right. Their toughness is six. I rolled an eight. An eight. So they are now shaken. Mm-hmm. So what does your bolt look like? It basically turns into a giant sandball and just rams into him, kind of like uh, the earth that would be moved around by an earthbender in Avatar. But Nice. Yeah. yeah you, you see it smash into their shoulder blades and they stumble forward, but they remain in motion, sort of more mm -hmm. hunched over and wheezing, but they yeah. continue trying to dart in and out of cover using the environment to break line of sight, but... There's nothing terribly uh, tall where they're going. I imagine yeah. the biggest outcropping is where you guys are right now, and they're probably running along the edge, but there's maybe some bushes here and there, but nothing yeah. that's really going to help them evade you. Okay. Then, yeah, I'd like to make my uh, free athletics roll to try and pursue them. Go for it. So, 12 plus 5 minus 1. So, uh, a 16 to... Uh, try and move forward. Oh dang! Then yeah, you're you're on the same card as them. You you immediately are able to just close the distance with them as they stumble through in the darkness. Uh, and then it is Sia's turn. I would like to do my free my free maneuver just to move ahead. Go for it. Regular old athletics minus two. Yeah, because mm -hmm. my wounds. Yep. Well, hot dog. 16. Oh my god, okay, now you are now also on the same card as them. <laughs> I'm gonna punch her! <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. 
You're gonna punch her or you're gonna try to I'm get her with your tail? I'm a wild attacker. Okay. And is this, are you trying to do this non-lethally or are you uh, using your scorpion tail and applying your paralysis and stuff too? I don't think she has a presence of mind. She just is in a fight or flight mode. She chose both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna so, fight Wildly. So she's gonna fight. She's gonna wild attack. Go for it. Gives you a plus two that negates your wound penalty. So it's a flat fighting. Her parry is currently five. Okay, so I always get a plus one in my fighting. For some reason, I don't remember currently. You're a martial artist, Edge. That's probably the one. Ooh, with my stabby gauntlets, too. My 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 dealies and my gloves. If that's what you're using. Yeah. So if you're using your gloves, you can get whatever bonus they give you, but it would not activate your paralysis power. Uh, if I get a hit with a raise with my fists, I get plus one d4. Is what we For is what I have damage. written here. Cool. Well, I got a five. That meets their parry. Yes. So your strength plus your unarmed damage. Plus two because you're wild attacking. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's just my strength plus a d6. All right, let's do it. Oof. Bad. What'd you get? Uh, That's a five. Oh, their toughness is a six. Do you have any armor piercing in that? Um, probably not. It's just my fists. Unless you would like to say that my fists now pierce armor. If we, if we didn't write it down, I'm going <laughs> to let that ride. So. Oh, geez. Okay. So that is not quite enough. Bummer. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I guess she she catches up so fast. She's running on her regular legs right now. She's just in a, <laughs> in a blood rage, <laughs> just running forward. And she like makes contact with the back of this lady's skull, but not in any way that's helpful. Maybe it just like jostles her forward a little bit. And she's like, Bleh. the chips of the trailblazer talon like take off some of her hair. The true damage is psychological. <laughs> All right, set. You have a queen of clubs. Uh, Sia has a queen of spades and they have a joker. No. Oh, oh no. That okay, could have so been for us. I get one Benny back. All right. They tried to run, and you guys immediately caught up with them. So uh, I think this is their last stand. They're they're going to turn and face you guys here. Uh, I will freely tell you that I did give them the dead shot edge. What's be, that? Uh, it doubles the damage of their first shot if they get a joker <laughs> on that turn if it lands. Yeah, you you just hit her from behind, so I think you're probably the first person she sees, Sia, but I think she's going to take a shot at each of you to even it out since <laughs> there's two of you. So for her sheet, I gave her quick, which is if she draws under a five, she can redraw to get higher than a five. I gave dead shot. She can double her damage on a joker for the first shot. She got double tap where she spends. Oh, my God, that's actually OK. I'll come back to that. She has double tap, so she can spend twice the bullets to get plus one to shooting and plus one to damage. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she has trademark weapon, which gives her plus one to shooting My and plus one to parry. Goodness. So this is the, the fourth turn. She used double tap three times. Her gun has seven bullets in it. So she's used six of her seven bullets. She only has one bullet oh, in this gun. Oh, damn. So. It's coming for me. Yeah, I think it is. Um. Let me let me check one thing to make sure I know how this works. You know, at least Set can bury her really easy. It's a tasteful funeral. It is never my goal to kill players. 
When your action card is a joker, double the total damage of your first successful athletics throwing or shooting roll this round. Alright, so if she needs to triple, she can shoot once, reloading as an action, and then she could shoot again, which would be a triple multi-action, which would mean everything's at a minus two. She has too many penalties. Ah. Yeah, I think she's just going to take one shot and then reload. We're also uh, in a cloud of darkness still. Yeah, so she's going to get those penalties. All right, see ya. Let me have it, you know? I think that means uh, if she's going to take that penalty anyway, then I think she reloads first so she can double tap hmm. because she's a an expert pistolier. This would occur to her. So you hit her from behind. Oh, she's also shaken. Let me hold on shake. Uh, she blew up a six. So yeah, she can unshake. Uh, you hit her from behind on the head. She stumbles forward, pivots, swirling the ball of her foot through the dirt as she stops to aim at you guys, pops the clip out of her gun as she's already aiming at you, fishes one out, clicks it back in, pulls the top to chamber the round, and then uh, she's just going to shoot for you, Sia. Sia's last thought on this mortal coil is, that's very efficient. All right. So she is shooting. She is still at a minus three from the vision penalties. She's at a minus one from her wounds. So she's shooting at minus four right now. Her Joker bonus is washed because she multi-action to reload, but she is going to get a plus one from her stuff. So minus four, plus one because of trademark weapon, plus one from double tap means she's at a minus two on the shot and she needs a four. To oh, you're in melee. What's your parry? Six. Okay, so she needs a six to hit you and she's got a minus two. Uh, that's the wrong die. Here we go. She got a six. That is not going to be... Wait, she's at a mi... No. Okay, yeah, that's not She gets hit. a plus two to everything she does this round. But she's multi-actioning, so it doesn't okay. okay, so I will spend the Benny that she just got to try to reroll this. Because she has to hit an eight. She needs to basically blow up to hit you. She got an eight. <laughs> uh, into a three is an 11. <laughs> no! Which oh, is uh, a hit without a raise. <laughs> By set... 11. Yeah, let me let me do my math here. Oh wait, yeah, no that. Oh shit, I didn't I didn't unshake from being wounded, but my turn didn't amount in anything anyway. That's okay. You didn't have a benefit. It's okay. We're, we're past it. So she rolled an 11. Her penalties were at a minus 4. She was rolling a minus 2, so that is actually a hit with a raise. <laughs> oh god. This could be very bad. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. A 1, a 4, and a 3 is what she rolled. But don't you kind of want to see if she gets something better? I do have one Benny. It's my last GM Benny. How tempting. All right, so she got an 8 plus 2 is 10, uh, which is already a 20 because it's doubled from being a Joker. Yeah, I mean, that that does that kill me outright? Uh, it would put you unconscious, and you would have to make some rolls here. That sounds right. I mean, I, th I think that it's the same result, so... Um, do it. It's yeah. So she rolled an eight plus two from her Joker doubled because of her advent or not her venture card. Her edge is a 20. Right. So that is going to incapacitate you. That's OK. You know, see, I had a good run. She punched a sky ray to death. That was pretty well, cool. Well, let's let's see what happens before we <laughs> we do everything here. We'll we'll figure out what makes the most sense within the confines of the story. It'll be a good story. If incapacitated by damage or injury, they must make an immediate vigor roll. Would you like to make me an immediate vigor roll? Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't give you guys enough bennies for this, or the, the numbers have just gone away I didn't expect. 
Sometimes it just be like that. We'll see. I blew up. Let's see. To a seven, unless that counts my wounds. And then it would be a four. Let's see here. You're not bleeding out yet. I, I think it does include your, your minus three. So would you roll? Uh, I rolled a, uh, I rolled a seven. Okay, so you rolled a seven minus three is a success. Okay. So you roll on the injury table and the injury goes away when all the wounds are healed. So roll me 2d6. Now add them, right? Yep. Four. Arm. The victim, the victim can no longer use their left or right arm rolled randomly if not targeted. Are you going to roll me one more d6? She's right-handed. Okay. If it's odds, it's left hand. If it's evens, it's right hand evens okay so she shoots you in your right arm so she has what in our world would be a colt 1911 which is a high caliber um, magazine fed handgun pretty powerful so i think what happens here is she just turns around uh, on the heels of you you know popping her she slams that clip in takes aim and pulls the trigger it tears through your arm blasts bits of sia out and uh, that is going to incapacitate you. Well, thank goodness it matches the red of the inside of her cloak. Oof. Yeah. All right, so this uh, this loud, cacophonous gunshot echoes out as the rain begins to fall heavier. Set as you are bearing down on her, you see that same side smirk quirk up in a sick smile, and she just says, Ugh, still got it. And that is her turn. Sia, I'm going to give you conviction for your... My great failure. Your great failure. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll take a... Do you have a bolt I could use for how dumb <laughs> her actions were? Yeah, sure. Thank you. That's okay. my bet. I'm sorry. I misspoke earlier. I said that uh, I mixed up the cards for Sia and Set. Set, you have a queen of spades. So it is mm -hmm. now your turn. And, okay. Uh, set, or I'm sorry. Sia, you do not need to roll for bleeding out because you got a success. So you are stabilized. Okay. So you're, you're not in danger of dying right now, unless she walks over and puts one in your head. <laughs> unless. Shocker. <laughs> the game was rigged from the start. <laughs> the game was rigged from the start. Damn. You know, when I was picking out those edges, I was like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, sorry, it's Set. It Savage World. I, I am going to give you a Benny because you guys have uh, aggressively chased here and that Sia has gone down. Okay. So I get a Benny right now? Correct. Or after. Okay. Right now. Um, so I am basically seeing, like, see it just, like, scream as she gets shot in the arm at almost point-blank range and topple, uh, like, fall over onto the ground. Set's eyes light up, and he takes his hand off of uh, his spear, and he pulls out his shotgun. And I'm going to take the sawed-off shotgun and, point, and fire it at her at point-blank range oh, and uh, fire both barrels. Damn. Double barrel blast. That yeah. gives you a plus four to damage, right? Yep. But does it affect your to hit? Uh, if an attacker wants to fire both barrels at the same target, roll damage once and add plus four. Okay. That's it. It doesn't affect the to hit. All right, so it's shooting, but you get a plus two because it's a shotgun. And you're shooting against yep. her parry, which is a six... No, a five. Because you're fighting so a four. So my um, spear normally has a reach, so there could theoretically... I could have been threatening her with, while maintaining a, a five-foot gap between me and her. Yeah, I'm willing to believe that. 
I mean, so mechanically, that... you could have done that. I didn't think to ask. I've been I've been assuming that you were yeah. right up next to her and rolling against your parry for shooting. But yeah, I just caught up and then see I've like jumped her and started punching her. So yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, okay, cool. Definitely. So uh, I'm at a minus one for my wounds. But I get a plus two for it being a shotgun. I rolled a four on my D4. That'll hit. Plus two. Plus, so that's a seven total to hit. Okay, so that's a hit, no raise. So you're going to do your 3D6 plus four because you're using both barrels. Uh-huh. Man, I'll be shocked if she survives this. One dice I rolled a one on. One dice I rolled a two on. The other dice I rolled a six on. Nice. <laughs> 17 damage. Oh my god. And that's including your plus four? Yes. Nice. Okay, let me see here. Her toughness is a six with two armor. Shotgun does not have any armor piercing. One, two. So that's going to be two more wounds. I have one GM, Benny. I don't like soaking damage. I think it's more cinematic if I don't soak the damage and I use the Benny to try to do something on her turn if she gets one. So I will take both of those wounds. So she's wounded three? Yeah, so now now she has three wounds. Sia takes the shot to her bicep and screams and falls to the ground, holding it, and Seth's eyes light up big, and I look up at this pistolier with her mechanical eyes and that, that cruel laughter as she uh, brags in, in my face, and I, I don't even realize I'm doing it. My hand just drops off my spear, I hear a click, and I feel my the, the weight of the shotgun rise up, and I just pull both the triggers as it just blasts into her. That's awesome, yeah. And that's the round, and I gotta shuffle real quick, because there was a joker. Joker? This is probably gonna be the last round. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Stranger things, man. Set. Eight of spades. Her five of spades. You get to go first. So uh, you you hit her with both barrels of the shotgun blast. It catches her full in the chest and throws her backwards, stumbling several stagger steps until she falls to one knee, her left hand clutching over her chest as you can see the blood begin to well, and she just glares up at you with the same hateful orange eyes, gritting the, the few teeth that you can see through her unfused mouth. And it is your turn. And I'm saying that the chase is over at this point. She stopped running. She she stood to fight to the death. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna use uh yeah. Now I'm just gonna start pelting her with bolts of of sand. Basically, I, I drop both the weapons and I just start throwing uh, a bolt at her. Nice. Okay, eight blows up to a nine minus one, which is an eight total to cast bolt which is a success with the raise, which gives me 3d6. Yep. And yeah, so I'm gonna 3d6. And that's 12 total on the dice. Okay, yeah, and she's already shaken uh, and her toughness is a six. So that is going to be a fourth wound. I think it's cinematic, I like it. So yeah, this is gonna finish her off. Yeah, I just take it and I just smash it into her face, like just this huge clot of sand, and I just smash it into her head super hard, and she just 
like I, you hear the snap of her neck as it hits into her and she just crumples to the ground. When you're hitting her with the sand, it looks like she's about to open her mouth to say something else. And then you hit her full in the head. The snap throws her head back. Her body goes limp as it falls backwards into a, a crumpled heap with, the, I think maybe her left leg is a little bit askew pinned under the body. And then the molten orange lights begin to flicker and then dim and fade entirely. Silence, except for the rumbling thunder in the distance and the falling rain. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with us. First up, I would love to say thank you to our gracious patrons. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, Nakota, Jackie, and Jade. Chase, especially this episode, because without Chase, Silica Valley would not exist. Thank you so much, Chase. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, Davriel, Ellis, and Zane. Thank y'all so much. Your support genuinely helps us make every new episode for you. It means so much. Our music this week was by Crockett and Marcus D. Crockett you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.bandcamp.com. Marcus D. You can find at Marcus D. on Twitter and at MarcusD.net. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Pretty quick outro here. We'll see you in two weeks.